0: Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. When you think of cultural immersion and access to the world, you might think of National Geographic. Did you know along with the magazine and shows and great articles, they offer amazing tours around the globe? Buckle up and learn about these unforgettable travel opportunities. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 99, Original Air Date, March 19th, 2022. So, Shane, did you grow up with the National Geographic
1: magazines? Oh, man. I remember one day we were, my aunt was moving or something, and she had this big box of National Geographic magazines. And she says, Hey, Shane, do you want these magazines? And I look inside to see what it is. And yes, I do want these magazines. And I don't know how long I spend just looking through all the. all those places in the world and reading about what goes on there. It was so to answer your question. Yes. Yeah.
0: No, my, my mom was, was an avid subscriber to national geographic magazine. And I remember looking through all those. And one of my favorite parts was when a map was included in one of the issues. Cause I mm. grew up loving maps Yep. Big fan and of map. you see that the photography and the pictures from around the world, I remember it being a part of my childhood. So. That time you spent with the National Geographic magazines, when you think of the brand of National Geographic, what do you think about?
1: A little bit of adventure. Uh Going to places that a lot of people have never heard of, don't know about. A lot of education. You're learning about the lay of the land, the geography there, the weather there, and the climate. Then you also learn about the people there and what they do day-to-day, their culture, how they get by. A lot of the places they went, life was a bit of a struggle, more of a struggle than we yeah. have here. So yeah, mix of those, a mix of travel, science and education and culture, just everything that one would love about travel.
0: Yeah. And so speaking of that today, we're going to talk about this really cool type of travel that I just learned about, and it has to do with National Geographic and it has to do with immersing yourself in a new culture. But first, Shane, I want to know where in the world is all things travel? Mesa,
1: Arizona. Mesa, Arizona. Welcome! And not just because of the name, I want to go hang out at Monkey Pants. Monkey Pants. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes.
1: Just looks like a really cool bar in your future. (laughs) Yes. I was looking at the pictures and just thought, even if it wasn't called Monkey Pants, I'd want to go there. But also because it's called Monkey Pants. I want to go there
0: (laughs) well i'm excited to uh, head to mesa arizona with you and hang out with our new friend at monkey pants and hey mesa arizona reach out to shane or i on facebook or via email we have a uh, little thank you gift for being featured on the show today
1: And speaking of thank you, we do want to thank you for listening to the episode today. Hope you get a lot out of it. And be sure and subscribe to the show so that you automatically get it when it downloads next Wednesday.
0: Well, Shane, for 134 years, National Geographic has been impacting
1: the way that we see the world. I did not realize that they had been around that long. That is extraordinary.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so I was at a, a training a few weeks ago, and then I did some follow up training on this with what's called National Geographic Expeditions. And they offer in depth travel for the curious and adventurous. And they have this focus on lifelong learning. Because when you think about National Geographic, just like you and I both said, it was a way to educate ourselves about the world around us. And so they have these completely immersive educational trips that also balance this sense of high level of service and amenities. Now, what type of trip does that sound like that we've talked a lot about on this show? It sounds a lot like Adventures by Disney. It does have that flavor. And one of the things I want to talk about today is how are they similar and how are they different? Because the same people who are going to be interested in Adventures by Disney at some point in their life may be interested in National Geographic Expeditions, but the two do tend to be different types of trips. So we're going to talk about that. Excellent. I'm excited to hear about it. So with National Geographic Expeditions, you really have kind of three tent poles, if you will. You are traveling with National Geographic Experts, So oftentimes these are destination experts or issue experts if you're dealing with things like archaeology or ecology or things like that. But you're also traveling with National Geographic photographers. Can you imagine that? I mean, just think back to some of those photos that you remember seeing in the magazines. And now you have professional photographers teaching you how to do the same
1: type of photography. There's so much involved with that in addition to learning the mechanics of the camera and how to capture the right lighting and framing, getting people in the right spot. There's also navigating the, whatever terrain you're on and working within those parameters. Yeah, that would be extraordinary.
0: So you've got national geographic experts. The second area is you have really unique access. You think about 134 years of studying the world's cultures. And the type of access you're going to get to places that are off the beaten path, if you will. And then a third, and this is something that's really uh, close to National Geographic's mission, part of your trip cost is actually giving back. So you may be doing some service during your trip, or you may be providing uh, funding towards a certain initiative that impacts the place that you're going to be studying. So it's there's really this immersive feeling of not only being there, learning, but giving back as
1: well. I guess a lot of the destinations of these expeditions aren't going to be touristy type places where they'll have the infrastructure for commerce.
0: Yeah. I mean, there are definitely some, and I'll share some examples here in a minute, but a lot of them are going to be Your different trips. I know with the training, it was, these are the folks who have been to Rome. These are the folks who have been to Venice. They've been to London. They're looking for something different. They're looking for that different type of trip. So for instance, with their signature land trips, because you can have land trips, you can have river cruises, you can be on the rails, on train trips, maybe even some hiking. One trip is the Holy Land, past, present, and future. Hear the unique dual narrative on history and current events from Israeli and Palestinian guides. The Silk Road, discovering the stands of Central Asia. Oh, wow. Explore the treasures of Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Uzbekistan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. I mean, talk about being off the beaten path,
1: right? I guess that is a lot of the idea behind this is in addition to those other things, is getting off the beaten path. Like you said, it's people that have seen Rome and Italy, and now they want to go see some places that most people will never see.
0: And I saved the best one here for last. When you think of National Geographic, you're going to think of this type of trip. The great apes of Uganda and Rwanda go on treks in search of chimpanzees Gorillas and Golden Monkeys with National Geographic Explorers.
1: Yes, please. Man, go hang out with gorillas. That (laughs) is awesome.
0: (laughs) And so these groups are 16 to 32 people. So smaller groups than your large tour groups. And these examples that I just gave are their tour group trips. They can also have private tours where you pick the dates, you curate the trip how you want. So to give you some examples of that, you can do Patagonia private expedition, spend three days exploring Torres del Pan National Park by 4 by 4 or foot or horseback. You could do the Bhutan private expedition, hike to the iconic Tiger's Nest temple or photograph it from a scenic viewpoint. And then this one's really cool, Shane. Chile and Easter Island private Exped- expedition. <laughs> discover wow. traces of Rapa Nui culture on Easter Island, including the mysterious Mayoi
1: statues. That would be so much fun.
0: Absolutely. So there are some tours that they've curated. Again, river tours, things like Holland and Belgium in springtime. You're going to be able to see the windmills. You're going to be able to see the flowers. And they also have private tours where you get to choose the dates. You get to choose the trip. So what do you think of this so far? Does this sound like your type of travel with
1: a curated tour? Me personally? Yes. Because that's what I think of a lot when I think of traveling is seeing those less seen places, the ones you have to work a little bit to get through. Yeah. And I think it's interesting looking through the available itineraries is that you can search them by and take note of the activity level required yep. for each one. Yep. I think that's fun when you're going to have that part of a vacation. And don't be hesitant because the highest level required is moderate. Most of them are right. in that light moderate to moderate. Uh, I guess there's a few that are moderate strenuous. So yeah, before you go, what you're getting yourself into.
0: Yeah. So who is this for? Who is National Geographic Expeditions for? To be perfectly honest, they tend to skew older. These are folks who are, you know, upper 40s, upper 50s, and beyond. Folks who tend to be lifelong travelers that like to be experts in things. These are history buffs. These are nature and photography buffs. These are people who are well traveled. This should not be your first time to Africa. This should not be your first time seeing the sights in Europe. This is for folks who want to get that different type of experience. You
1: know what I think, though? I I wouldn't be surprised if, like our friend Jennifer experienced on her Virgin Voyages cruise, where they said that when they had the idea for the Virgin cruise line that they thought it was going to appeal to a somewhat older crowd, like this 55 plus crowd. And then they found out that a lot of younger people are booking these because they're interested in this. I I could easily see younger people like my kid and her friends. I could see them being interested in this and altering the trips at some point because of an influx of younger.
0: And I don't disagree with you about that. Absolutely. So let's compare what we know about adventures by Disney with what I learned about National Geographic Expedition. So we know from talking about Adventures by Disney on this show before, it's about learning real-world stories. It's focused on family fun, hassle-free global adventure, and really creating those cherished memories with your family. And most people enter Adventures by Disney because at some point as a family, they've had this ad- affinity with Disney, right? Right. Well, National Geographic is a little different because for most of the people that they are attracting, these are adults, these are educated folks who want to travel and learn, and they have an affinity for National Geographic because of that. So National Geographic focuses on meaningful travel, exploration, expert interaction, and just like you saw with those trips, being off the beaten path and fulfilling traveler's curiosities. So very similar types of trips. But again, I think maybe it hits people at different times in their lives.
1: Do you think, as we've mentioned several times, the difference between traveling wide and traveling narrow? Yeah. This is like a narrower version. of I think that's Adventures a good way Disney. to put
0: it. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to put it is I'm going to see this. I'm traveling to this part of the world to see this. I want to see gorillas and apes. I want to see the statues on Easter Island, and I'm willing to base an entire trip around that. I I think that's a good way to put it. Well, as we wrap up, Shane, I I gave a couple of examples
1: of trips. Which of those really piques your fancy? Well, I had a look through a few of them also, and... Egypt always tops my list. I want to see the pyramids like like you got to do a uh-huh. couple of months ago. But there's also have, we also share our fascination with trains. And there is, yes. there's one called Norway's Trains and Fjords. That, oh. <laughs> that sounds quite <laughs> diverting.
0: Oh man, I was going to say the Gorilla Trek until you said that as an example. And I think I'm going to be sitting there right next to you.
1: Maybe just well, for Maybe us. not
0: next to you because we both want a window seat.
1: That's true. We'll be on opposite sides of the car. Maybe just for us, they'll bring in a couple of apes on our Norwegian train through the fjords. Nice. Well, what do you think about these National Geographic expeditions? If this sounds like something that would appeal to you, we would love to help you plan your next vacation. Ryan and I are both travel advisors with Creating Magic vacations. You can reach out to Ryan at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at creatingmagicvacations.com, or to me, S-H-A-Y-N-E, at creatingmagicvacations.com.
0: Most families are confused and overwhelmed when they want to plan a vacation. We work with you to plan a trip perfect for your interests, which saves you time, money, and stress. Yeah, that would be extraordinary. I've used extraordinary twice. It's extraordinarily extraordinary.